Welcome to the Roundtable. I am Jennifer Eller, and with me today is my co-host, Mike Hill, and our producer, Nick Wilson, and our guests are Ted and Sarah Trout. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So what is your favorite thing to do together? Ooh. That's a new one. We haven't had that question. I know. That's, a, I just, good, that's I really, a good question. I just want to get to really know them. I just adore them. Boat. So. Whenever Go we boating. get time to get away, we, we will rent a little Airbnb at Lake Cumberland, and mm. we'll take our boat down, and we'll cruise Lake Cumberland mm. for two or three or four days. Just cruise and float and stop at the restaurants along the way. The and marinas. Okay. Marinas, yeah. They all have restaurants anymore. So you sleep on the boat then? So you no. Just, oh, okay. We'll go back to the Airbnb. <gasps> okay. We usually rent a slip, and then okay. just... We park, you know, down by the slip and then yeah. just go back to the Airbnb. Yeah. Oh, how nice. And the Airbnbs again. are right next to the... I've always oh. wanted to go to Lake Cumberland, but... Um, like we drive up two or three miles. Oh. Depends on... Because of the hills. Close. Mm. Yeah. 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 You can get whatever you want. I mean, we're going to take our family down this summer. That's our Christmas present. Yes. So we got a bigger house. Okay. And we're a mile and a half from that dock, so... Okay. I mean, yeah. when we say... Airbnbs. I mean, they're just usually like one, maybe two bedrooms, one bath. Just him and I, yeah. little tiny kitchen. Yeah. We don't, you know. But that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. People have said, like, you need to go down and do the houseboat. Have you ever done it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've done Andy, that a lot, like too. It? Oh, yeah. We do. Love we've it. done Is that. It, that's what they say. Like, you take a houseboat and you get in a cove. Probably could have bought a houseboat for the (laughs) (laughs) down there. It's crazy. We've been going for probably 30 years. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, back when I was a kid, like that's what people did. They'd get houseboats, and a bunch of families would Mm. go, and you pull your boats up beside the houseboat, and you can tie them right on, and you can be back in a cove. And if the kids want to go tubing or skiing, you just jump in the boat and take off. Yeah. The only thing is, now we have, you know, a little, you know, Presley, Thomas's. Yeah. daughter and it's just you kind of worry about them being on a houseboat mm-hmm. yeah no, all the time yeah, yeah. so yeah. and you're still doing it right ted like i'm oh, still doing it he yeah. still skis no i know yeah. that's why i said that's him guy mm-hmm. yeah that yeah i'm not a professional i don't do the buoys and everything but i can getting do. up is yes. still yeah but i love to do it yeah yeah i didn't get to go out at all last year but well, that's come on my, let's go yeah, <laughs> Brady. Yeah, Brady keeps inviting me to go. Like, I just come, just come, and back to what we were talking about. You just never have, yeah, you know, the mm-hmm. time. But our family loves water sports. Yes, you yes, know, and loves to be out on the. So cool that you have a reservoir close. Yep. But, but we couldn't use it last year. That's what I mean. And then you have all these problems of you either can't use it or when you are skiing or boating, you're sucking sticks up or <laughs> running over yeah. sticks. Or did we go two times last year? Like Cumberland? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. we usually try to. Get away at least two times, says him and I. How far down is it? Six hours. Oh, that's mm. not bad. Pulling the boat. We don't go fast pulling the boat. But yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Good. Take our time. Yep. Good. So, yeah. so you watch any favorite shows, movies? What's hmm. your... Well, we'll do a Netflix thing here and there. Like we... get on a series. Yeah. Do you have one that's been like a binge? Right now we're watching Suits. Oh, uh, yep. It's funny. <laughs> Everybody has said that. I have yet to get on. And we've yeah. like we've liked Reacher. Reacher? Oh, the Jack Reacher. Reachers. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Reacher's really good. Yeah. Um, oh, what's another one? Um, it's a little violent, but it's, it is. it's good. Which it's one? An... The Reacher? Is? Yeah. yeah. Oh, what's the one we were on for a while, and then they don't have any more coming out? <sighs> he uh, was like the CIA. Lawyer. Well, that one too, but he's like CIA, and he was like, went mm. over to like 
Jack South Ryan? America, Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love we like that the one too. Jack so. Ryan series. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff is what I like. Yeah. Now she'll watch the Hallmark Channel and all the Christmas every once movies. in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like okay, I like Hallmark I'm during out. Christmas, but not right. not all the time. <laughs> no. So, so yeah, we, I, we very rarely watch a regular station. Only maybe to get the news if you want to. Are call you sports that. people? Football. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you're Colts fans. Yeah. Colts fans all yeah. the way. Die it's hard. been kind of a tough few years. Oh, it's been. It's, I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say, you got Nick and I who are Bears fans where it's been a couple bad few decades. <laughs> well, that's like, true. Yeah, I mean, well, we, we were had... used to Peyton Manning, you know. So mm-hmm. after Peyton left, it's just. Then we had Luck, which was good, but then he quit. Yeah. I mean, so, you have Gardner Minshew. Oh, he did okay. <laughs> Did okay. I mean, yeah, man. He's not. Yeah, he's not a replacement for Peyton Manning. Yeah, he's not a Peyton Manning dude yet. I mean, we went since the kids were little. We were in the dome, and oh, yeah. we had four seats clear up in the nosebleed section on the bench, hmm. and like, and Thomas was small enough, believe that or not, but he was a little guy, and yeah. and so we would like squeeze all five of us into four we'd seats. We buy a cheap seat or a cheap ticket on the on out on the street, for yeah. the extra. and then we just all five of us sat in those four seats. Ugh. So we just had a ball. Yeah, we were there when they, for the first time that they went to where when they won that championship game, the Super Bowl. No, at the dome. Oh, uh, when the Patriots played the Colts. Mm. And we you won. were there for that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, everyone was crying and hugging each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you big tailgaters? Mm. Do you do the whole like tailgating thing? Sometimes, mm. sometimes. She has a friend that she that uh, we met down there. A childhood friend from and Dave and Judy high school. and um, she swam on the swim team with her, and we just happened to run into them. Well, we had four seats and they had four seats, so we give our four seats away when we took two of their tickets. So now we meet them and they're from Greenwood. Oh, and so sometimes if the weather's right, we'll take sandwiches and stuff yeah. and have fun and yeah let's face it though him. you and dave have almost become better friends than judy and i <laughs> have known each other our whole lives so and we're extreme opposites yeah. i mean he's this computer engineer and i'm just a farm boy so <laughs> you know it's it's amazing how yeah. we have so much to talk about mm-hmm. yeah that's cool that's fun mm-hmm. yep. yeah yeah so, so I was thinking, like, what you know, what was I going to ask you first? But I, I thought I'd ask him of these. But I want to know how you guys met. So tell me how. <laughs> Am I going to talk? Sure. You talk? <laughs> You're the one that always says it, so. Well, back in, <laughs> way back when, I don't know what year it was, but way back when, in sixth grade, we were the last sixth grade class to be in the elementaries. So when the seventh grade, I was at Warren, and she was at Lancaster, and so it was our first day of seventh grade year. We merge. She walks. I was sitting at the cafeteria with a group of my friends. <laughs> Sarah walks in the kitchen, or walks in the kitchen, walks in the cafeteria. And I said, boys, I'm going to marry that girl right no. here someday. Is it really true? <laughs> and so we dated totally on and says. off. I got glasses in the eighth grade. She broke up with me. And then on November the 13th, our freshman year, at 2.55 p.m., I asked her to be my girlfriend. During wow. study hall, he passed me a note. How did you, I was going to say, how did you Will you be ask? my girlfriend, yes or no? Oh, and I, yes. like, he kind of walks by, goes to get a drink, and, you know, passes by, and I re- read it, and he was like, like that to me. So. Did he still have his glasses, though, or did he have contacts? No, he had contacts. Okay. Yeah. I had made my mom get me contacts. <laughs> he was like, I want that girl back, so. 
And we so dated you guys all, were <laughs> middle school, school sweethearts. Yeah. yeah. And she went to college one year and down at Taylor. And then after her freshman I went year. To, I graduated from Taylor, but yeah. Right. yeah. But after your freshman year, we got married. Mm-hmm. And uh, she commuted then on down to Taylor. And I stayed at home and worked with dad on the farm. Oh, so you, like your whole family's been farmers forever. Oh, yeah, forever. Got it. Generations, generations. Mm. And my my family, too. Yeah. So. Your family were farmers, too. Well, we had the dairy, so, but but my dad grew up, you know, in production. Oh, the dairy, like mm. the milk. Shinkle, yeah. yeah. That was my maiden it. name. And he had the, they had the dairy. Um, but your grandparents they, and great-grandparents would milk the cows. Yes. Bottle mm. it in the glass bottles. Yes. Wow. And deliver it. Like at one time, I think Huntington County had six or eight or maybe even more dairies. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Everyone had like the mom-pop dairies, really? you know, and um, they were one of them. And then they just lasted. Wow. So if there's any shinkle dairy glass bottles out there, let us know and we'll, we will pay you for them. Wow. And then my other <laughs> side is um, my mom's side of the family. They were big farmers too. Weaver, popcorn. Oh, Weaver, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they were. So it's a it's a mm, whole farming yeah, family. Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole generational thing. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you want to go to school for? Teach uh, elementary education. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, and I taught. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So what school yeah. did you teach at? Lancaster. I started out Salmony for one year, mm. and then an opening. I mean, we lived a mile away from Lancaster, right, right. came up, and I transferred there. And my, my specialty is kindergarten. I had mm. a kindergarten endorsement. I loved it. Um, I did you te- loved kindergarten? Oh, loved oh. it. Super simple. <laughs> I sat for a while in kindergarten. Oh, super super simple. simple. Like, you still got to, like, help them tie their shoes. No. And- yeah. Oh, well, but that's easy. Hmm? A lot of them that's come easy. with Velcro anymore. <laughs> oh. You still have to do algebra. You know, it's, it's addition. Yes, you know? and they're like, so happy to come yeah, to school. They love you. Yeah. Do you think that's still the case? I do. Really? Our granddaughter, Chloe's that way. Loves it. Loves it. She's in kindergarten. Hmm. Just loves it. I think it. for the most part, the kindergartners are excited to be there. Does it all change once you go into the first grade or something? Well, um, Lexi you know. Lexi teaches first grade, and yeah. I think, right? Yeah, I'm almost positive. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And some of the stories she tells me of some of them first graders, they ain't loving school yeah. at all. A There's crazy. a lot for them to handle at home to come and love it. But, but when, when we got to fourth grade, it was a little different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I don't think teachers get paid enough. No. She mm-hmm. taught, well, how long did you teach? Seven, ten, eight, nine years? I don't know. Ten years? Seven to ten, somewhere in that mm-hmm. range. And then mm-hmm. my dad retired from farming, and then... It was just nuts, and so she came home and yeah. helps on the farm. And mm-hmm. one point, too, we had a trucking company, and we were hauling milk. And I was you guys teaching. Milk to- oh yeah, for we, the dairy. We owned the trucks and ran the drivers, and we had like three trucks at one time. Three trucks and five employees. Mm-hmm. So we'd slip seed them. Milk, yeah, deliver to the grocery stores. The seven day, no, no so not days, go to the dairy. Six days a week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'd go. You'd get go to the dairy and pick up a trailer. Yeah, and you'd go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I always think about the guy that shows up at Sarah's mom and dad's farm. I mean, it's the same guy. He's there seven days a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the yep. from Becker's out of Burn. Like he shows up and yeah, same time every single day picking up milk at the dairy. Yeah. Oh my god. Do they have a dairy? Who? Sarah's mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, they milk hundred. Okay some cows, something like that. So I got a funny story about milking. Okay. My dad had 40, about about 40 Holstein cows when I was a kid. Okay. And I was always out in the barn helping dad. 
And one night, mom would always turn the front porch light on when it's time to come in the house. <laughs> so I was playing in the milk house, and I put the garden hose in the bulk tank. Oh, and no. my dad came in, and he was furious. <laughs> and he said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm just helping fill it up, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I bet had, he was super proud of you. Uh, he had one of those straps, so they had a big black strap that would go over the cow, and they'd hang the milkers on it. He smacked that on the floor and said, you go to the house. <laughs> The next day, the milkman came, and they ran probably half of that tank on the ground out mm. out the drain. Yeah, and uh, I had to stand there and watch and learn my lesson. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, I don't know dairy farmers. That's a mm. job, man. Especially when they used to do it in stanchions and. Mm. Oh yeah, that's how we did it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, there's so, work, and then there's dairy farming. Yeah. That's work. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. big time work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So when you when you grew up, what did you was church in your childhood did your parents take you what did that look like let me go first sure (laughs) yeah um yeah I mean on both sides of the family everyone went to church everyone you know both sets of grandparents um my my great-grandpa Weaver um even was a minister big in church with church of the brethren and um but anyways that's kind of how like the whole Weaver popcorn thing happened he loved to garden and so Mm. he would like but he was like kind of a mad scientist and so he would Mm. splice varieties together and make his own popcorn and he would deliver it to people when he would go to visit in his horse and buggy Mm. and I don't know if you've ever seen like the pop weaver that's because everyone called him pop so pop so that kind of so so I we grew up going to church I'm just saying that was part of the story and then my grandma and grandpa, everyone just went to church. We just went to church. Yeah. So. I grew up in a little Baptist church in Warren. Mm-hmm. Mm. We went every Sunday, even though we had cows, we never missed. Mm. And dad was always up early, and we, we, would, we always went to church. Yeah. And uh, Sarah and I started it in that church when we first got married. And then uh, after that, we uh, went to Markle, and then here we are life. Mm. <laughs> Both of our parents had the saying that the cutoff was midnight for dates. And if what, you're not going to get it done by midnight, then what, not, <laughs> nothing, good, nothing good happens after midnight or something like nothing that. Nothing good happens. If you stay love, out till midnight, you can be up in the Sunday morning and go to church. Yes. If you're gonna, I love that if you can't get <laughs> it done by midnight. Yeah. You, <laughs> the mantra of dating. If you Ted, can't get it done by midnight, you might as well just go Ted home. would always push it a little bit and drive home probably too fast. And they had this little, what do you call it? Shetland sheet. Shetland sheet. And he would like always get hot dogs <laughs> sometimes so on our date. And so, yeah, so yes. he'd open up the garage door and throw Ferris and hot yeah. dogs. Yeah, the, the good. So the dog wouldn't bark. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Keep, him from, keep from getting in trouble. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That is so funny. Yeah. So, yeah, so since you went to church your whole life, you know, when did you accept Jesus? What did? Well, so I, I, because of this, I kind of was contemplating that. I just always, I just, I just... At a very young age, I just, I had Jesus in my heart. I just did. I can remember, though, when I was like, I think it was 11 or 12, um, I just, like, started asking about it. Like, what do I have to do to make this official mm. or whatever? And, of course, you know, um, Salam- the the Church of the Brother and back then was very, um, well, you just had to go through classes. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it was more, it wasn't like, like, it wasn't like, 
a spiritual whim type thing. You know what I'm saying? You had, they wanted to make sure if you were young that you knew mm-hmm. and understood. And so then when so I- like a certain age, cause like in eighth grade, we had to do like a confirmation class. And so it was like a year long class that we had to do. I with, don't feel like it was. I just feel like it, I voiced interest and then all these other people started voicing interest. Mm-hmm. And because they wanted to get a group together to do the class so they didn't have to do it for one person mm-hmm. type thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just, I, I still feel like though it was, I can remember clearly like being dunked we mm. got dunked three times wow. oh wow father son holy mm. ghost hey I, yeah thank goodness There's i was an a idea. swimmer <laughs> cover all your bases <laughs> thank Case goodness we i missed you the first time <laughs> yeah. hit you again i knew how to hold my breath because i was a swimmer yeah <laughs> but um but yeah i can just remember thinking wow mm. you know when i i mean i understood it and i and i felt different you know i don't know it was just neat yeah so that was my story. So I was 13, and I had a very vivid dream. Uh, I was in a garden, and I had a black and white dream, and there was this super white light coming toward me, and then there was a figure of a man walking toward me, and I just woke up then. He didn't come all the way to me, and I started asking questions, and um, mom, mom and dad took me to, I met with the preacher one-on-one for about three weeks on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And I was baptized after that. Wow. So. Are, do you have, uh, since then, are you, do you, are you a dreamer that way? Like, do you have? I can, yeah. Yeah. So you get visions and dreams. I've, I will have a dream, and I, like, we'll be in a situation, and I'll say, I've dreamed about this before. Mm. Hmm. You know, but not a lot, but some. Yeah. And that's interesting. Yeah. You don't hear that very much with people of, like, having visions and dreams and... And then another thing that kept me on the straight and narrow, too, that was really good for me is as I sang in a gospel group called Jubilation when I was in high school and college age. We so probably, you're a singer? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a really good bass. I sang for, we sang, I was in varsity singers. We sang for 10 years. Wow. Our kids were in varsity singers. We were varsity singer parents for nine years. But Thomas we were, is a singer? Oh, oh Thomas yeah. is a very good singer. So wow. I the, we just had auditions the, on Sunday. Well, we're the, bon, do we're the bon Trout family. <laughs> no, uh, I carry a tune, but that's it. Everybody else is like these big solo voices, and yeah. they blend well together. Mm, There's wow. a video we have of them, Anna and Thomas and Ted, saying at Becca's wedding, mm. and they were just, I didn't even know they could do that wow. when the three of them got, and they just, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. so I sing in a gospel group, and... Um, we had a very good director. His name was Keith, and uh, we always had devotions. We practiced every week. We traveled around uh, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan, and sang for about 10 years. And there hmm. was one time that we were at a church, and we sang, and the preacher preached, and then everybody left. We, you know, we met everybody, and they left. And then Keith set us down and said, you just heard a false uh, sermon this morning, and I'm going to a false teaching, and I'm going to mm-hmm. straighten you out. Wow! Then this is what it was. So we sat there for another half an hour. Wow! The five of us, and we learned uh, what the false teaching was. So unbelievable. So it was very good, and it it, it was very great for me. Yeah. So and you kind of you had a vision at one time where you thought maybe you were supposed to go into the ministry. I did. You did. It's never ah. too late. <laughs> I was a senior in high school. I just thought, you know, I could be a preacher. I really thought about being Mm -hmm. a minister. And then I thought, 
I do not want to go back to school. <laughs> and so I just went down the farming road. And So have you ever preached? No, mm-hmm. I've never yes, preached. You have. I've taught Sunday school. No, we've done. We taught. We sat at Taylor University. Oh, they asked us to devotion. do a thing. Well, kind of, but you basically were walking the stage and preaching. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> who we follow? Chuck Swindell? Uh, no. No, was who it, was it? Who was it? Was we, it Jay Kessler? Jay Kessler. Yeah, yeah right. Now, so, Chant. We Thompson, were the next day. <laughs> Chant Thompson came to us and said, "Would you do a devotion at this big convention he's having?" Hmm. And so we got there, and, and we were planting, mm-hmm. and he left a book on our back porch, and Sarah said, have you looked at the book? I said, no, we're fine. <laughs> yeah. Have you looked at the book? Do you know who you're following? Maybe we should give it a little bit of <laughs> You're following Jay Kessler. And I said, no way. <laughs> then I was like, oh. <laughs> Anna even ended up singing, yep. or Anna mm-hmm. came and sang at the end. I took we a bag a of seed corn up, and we talked about planting seeds. Hmm. So is that something you want to do here? Um, You want to preach? I would. Sure, I'd give it a whirl. But everybody would probably walk out. (laughs) (laughs) So Hey, Eric preached one time upstairs, and they didn't walk out. And he dropped his note cards and everything. (laughs) Yeah, it was a hot mess, but he did it. God wanting you to? Do you feel like that, or do you? Um, I haven't had that feeling, no, but. So, well, we'll, well, pray, we'll but, pray, see if God brings some of those feelings. He's, he's yeah. a wise guy. Huh? He's a wise man. Oh. I mean, I just think God's used him a lot in life. So so I hope I didn't mess up by not choosing that, you know, but I don't think that I have. Yeah, I would say you're just preaching and doing mm-hmm. ministry in a different way. But mm-hmm. And that brings up a good topic, too. We got very involved with a church plant in San Luis Potosí, Mexico. Mm. Did you really? And there mm-hmm. was a minister, there was a missionary that left her, came from Markle, and she went down to San Luis and started a church. Hmm. And then we got involved with that and made many trips down there building the building. Mm. We did spackle where you take the concrete yeah. and you throw it against the wall and then you smooth it out mm. over the bricks. And wow. I mean, when we and first went, they were meeting in a lot that was, we had to clear the trash away and carry in the cinder blocks and boards for seats cool. and did Bible Bible school there. And it's Amy Noyola is her name. Amy Brain. She's from mm. Markle area, Noyola. And uh, she yeah. married a, 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 a native. A native, yes. Yeah. So, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So and we still try to support them a lot. So we do we do that, and I love taking missions trips. Yeah, I love doing that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. Do you have a favorite place you've been? Oh, uh, Caracas, Venezuela. We were down at Caracas mm. for two weeks. Wow. And uh, we were uh, building a. So there was this abandoned home, and it was a very nice home. Like what type of a home? What do you mean? Oh, like a house in Florida where there's oh. many rooms and. Hmm. And just huge in a swim pool. The swim pool is empty, but they wanted to make that a Christian camp. And so we were down there supporting the Lynn family, and they wanted to make that a Christian camp. So we were building a cafeteria or a, oh, wow. a mess hall, I guess you'd say. Yeah. And uh, we had a little portable concrete mixer, and my job was 20 shovelfuls of gravel, 20 shovelfuls of sand, two bags of concrete mix, and 10 gallons of water. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the guys would come up with their wheelbarrows, and we'd take it over. And we just couldn't pour concrete fast enough. Yeah. And so one night, um, I, I said, what would it cost if we would go to the concrete company and have them bring it out? Well, we're 1.7 miles down this dirt road, hmm. up and down. <laughs> yeah. And the concrete company came out, and it would rain every afternoon. Right. So hot. 
And the concrete company man said, it cannot rain for us to get back here. So we prayed for the next day, all the guys down there, we prayed, and the concrete company came. We got two truckloads in there, got it all smoothed out. The trucks got back out to the main road, and it rained. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah so. that, that's neat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so one of the questions I have, because I think this is one of the things we've talked about when we get married couples on, greatest challenge in your marriage and that you, and again, you don't, <laughs> or greatest advice that you would have for married advice? couples? Yeah. Well, Ted always has a joking one about advice. Would you always tell all? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that when you fight, just tell your wife. I don't know what you're we talking about. Oh, we were God. having a really big fight. I can't believe you're oh, going to bring this up. You told me this one. This is the best thing ever. I remember so, this. Advice. But he tells he tells everybody. Like, so Sarah and I were in an argument, and she was upstairs yelling at me, and I'm sure I deserved every it was, minute. It of was it was over finances. That's it's that's tough in a marriage. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And she came down, and she did not happen to have any top on. <laughs> well, Sarah, yes. Sarah is very verbal with her hands. <laughs> and so she's given me one of these deals. Oh. And about 20 seconds later, I get a smile on my face, and I said, Honey, I- I'm so sorry, but I'm not hearing a word you say. <laughs> I remember when you told me that story. I'm like, so that is the point. You go to the weddings and they put the microphone in front of you and say, Do you have any advice for the new married couple? Mine is, is let's fight naked. Man. There you go. Yep, that's <laughs> it. It won't last very long. <laughs> that is I can't good. believe you brought that up. <laughs> okay, so that's Funny. your marriage advice. What about raising kids? Oh. <sighs> Yeah, right. Bigger, bigger kids, bigger problems. You know, you know, you're never done raising them. You know, yeah. even when they're adult, you just worry and you pray for them, and right. you know, and um, I, I just think just love them. Just, mm. I mean, you, you learn on the go. I mean, you know, sitting back, I wish I would have done stuff different. Of course, Me too. Yeah, you would like what? I was pretty hard on Thomas when he was a young young kid from. Hmm. Two to four. He was a tornado. He just didn't know what, know what, no, mm. no, just means no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would swat him about every mm-hmm. day, and I just wish I wouldn't have done that. Hmm. I wish I could have found some other way to do that. Yeah. So I yelled. Mm-hmm. I'm a yeller. Yeah. Really? I have been a yeller. Okay. I've gotten that under control as the years have gone by. <laughs> but that's kind of how I was raised. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, that was something. I just wish I wouldn't have done that, mm-hmm. you know, so... Because I think the challenge that young couples are facing today that are having kids and raising them up is is that, you know, everybody wants what's best for their kids. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to create opportunities for their kids to hopefully know Christ, you know. And so are there any things that you guys did in raising your children that would be like, these are some things that we did that just helped the process of at least getting them on the right footing and not just spiritually but just in general were there things that that's... well we we were very involved with the young program at church mm. um the youth group the, the kids were all in sunday school class or youth group and we, we were, were youth leaders at one we were point senior high youth leaders for okay. a little while and um you know we were just always at the church mm. if something was going on but then life changed a little bit, and we started showing livestock. Rebecca showed horses, and mm-hmm. Thomas showed pigs later. And 
So, you know, you try to do a little devotional or something on the road, but... Right. Because you're going on the weekends, you know, when they decided to go down this path. But... So, you know, and we talked about the importance of God, and we felt bad about missing church, but yet also we made tons of friends showing horses, Mm. and those friends are still our friends today. Right. And I think even going through the tragedy Mm -hmm. that we did, those friends, I hope we got to testify to them. Mm. Because one of the They were there for us, too. Because one of the people said to me, he said, well, what's God going to do with me? Mm. And I said, well, what's God going to do with me? Mm. You know, so it, it it turned it into a God conversation. Right. Which was a good thing. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think people knew. So we, we joined a trainer. This is kind of another funny story. <laughs> we joined a trainer in Illinois, and he had a group of people that were already involved in him. He probably, mm. probably, there were probably... 10 families or at least, you know, and you would go to the shows and they would always be, they'd, they'd stall together and yeah. he'd do all the lessons and whatever yeah. together. Yeah. 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 So the trainer would. He set everybody down in their group and said, the trouts are coming on board and we got to clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> Little did they know that uh, we had our real. struggles too yeah. and, and right. uh, we just fit right in. But they, they, they were like family and honestly still are to Absolutely. this day. Mm-hmm. So We'll go to weddings and mm-hmm. things that are important, and it's just a lot of fun. And Tom, our trainer, and his significant other, Kenny, were like dads to mm-hmm. my kids. And yeah. then Rebecca um, struggled with an eating disorder that we honestly had no clue. Hmm. And, but they saw it. Really? Mm-hmm. And so through them, that's when we started getting... After confrontation, you know, and whatever right. started, and she she was adamant about no, no, no. And then mm-hmm. on the way home from the horse show, she broke down mm-hmm. and said, "I am." Wow. I do have an eating disorder. So, but but, but because of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, they could identify it and mm-hmm. open a door. Yep. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what about because your kids are having kids, mm-hmm. right? So. Right. That's the best. Yeah. So that so now you have a new perspective. So as grandparents, what role does a grandparent play from the standpoint of encouraging your kids and your grandkids and and spiritually? Like how how now does that shift? Because I do think that that's a a whole different mm-hmm. opportunity. But it is a great opportunity. Well, I feel like. I'm, maybe I'm talking over you, but I don't want to. But I feel like our kids are doing a better job with their kids in the church than what we did. Hmm. And, for instance, Brody, our fifth-grade grandson, is now known to be at Salamone School, and he'll lead the prayer before lunch. Hmm. Really? The kids all sit down, and Brody will pray. Hmm. And Chloe, who was five, just had a dance recital. And there's hundreds of kids backstage, and they said, would one of you girls like to pray? And there was silence, and Chloe, at five years old, stood up and said, I'll pray. Wow. And so she prayed for everybody. And it's a good prayer. I mean, she, you know. Before they dance. I think some of it is honestly because of our journey with Rebecca. Right. And um, our faith that we had to cling to, and even Mm -hmm. our kids' faith, Mm -hmm. and being open with our kids, and just, you know, when you have one foot in heaven and one foot here, I feel Mm -hmm. like that sometimes. I mean, we all do. But I think when you're brought to that, when, you know, 
it's more real. Right. I don't know, but through the lots of conversations, and we we talk about Aunt Becky all the time, and they know her, and they're we're just an open book about it. Anna. Anna and Rebecca were like best friends. Well, Becca mm. was best friends with Thomas too. She was mm. the middle child, you know. Right. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the the one the glue that held them together. Mm. But um, yeah, I just think through lots of conversations, the kids just know have a realistic grasp of eternity mm. and Earth. Right. And how do you see not only from a grandkids, but how do you? encourage your kids now differently than you did when they were at home? Do you have different ways that you guys, whether it's challenging them, encouraging them? Because again, we have all sorts of audience that listens and watches. And I think, I mean, I'm at that place. Like I have grown kids, you know, and you're trying to figure out, cause I would agree. You never stop being a mom and dad, yeah. <laughs> but the way that we approach and help our grown kids is significantly different than what we were doing. So, I mean, Maybe ways that you guys are helping and encouraging or things that you might possibly are doing with your... Depends on what day you talk to them, whether we're helpful and encouraging them or not. Well, the, the struggle we have, and, and I'm sure my kids would say the same thing, is, is we all work together. Oh, we yeah. have two hog buildings, and yep. Thomas is going to take over ownership of those here shortly. Mm. Lucas has a chicken barn. We all farm together. Mm. Um, There's a lot of togetherness. The girls yes. always bring supper to the fields, okay. which we are great, very grateful for. She drives a combine. She drives a semi. She, she'll do anything mm-hmm. we need done. You drive a semi? The automatic one. <laughs> <laughs> do you have wow. your CDL? No, you don't have to for it. But I drove. I'm just curious. I'm not. When Rebecca then, um, I'd say the last two years of Rebecca's mm-hmm. showing career, um, she had three horses for one kid. We had a four horse. How long was that trailer? Of uh, 34 feet on the floor. They're huge. Wow. So, <laughs> you know, that pretty much became, if I can drive that. Yeah, you, you can know, do anything. We would drive that thing all over. Rebecca and I would drive that thing all over the country. Wow. So we were, it just we kind planting, of morphed into that. And I took her around That's the square mile said. one time and I said, okay, you're good. <laughs> and I just told her, I said, when you pull into a truck stop or anything, just know how you're going to get out. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm like there Mm -hmm. all the time by any means, but but this year I was there probably a little bit more than I've been because uh, the girls, Andy, my daughter-in-law and Anna really did take over the meal prep Mm. and it allowed me to be more available Mm -hmm. if they needed me, need an extra person. So, so you're constantly, I mean, it's not a, you're working with them every day. So it's a constant. Mm-hmm. So it, it, you know, it can go both ways. It it's can a, go both <laughs> ways. Some I'm, days are good days and we're yeah. all together having fun and a loving family. And then other days opinions yeah. and yeah. power struggles and yeah, it always gets, always gets in the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, so if you can talk through this, I, right, so you guys, obviously you grow up in church um, your faith is strong, you know, you're, you're having kids, things are, again, in the standpoint, everybody has struggles, but things are going the right way, you know, and then you guys experience a tragedy. So, you know, tragedy can look different in multiple people's lives. Mm-hmm. And you guys can maybe describe for our audience what that is for you. But I think the, the thing that we want to get at is, is that there are, there are a lot of people who would grow up with this, you know, I have faith and we love the Lord and man, that we're, we're there and we're celebrating and things are good Mm -hmm. until they're not. Exactly. And I think 
this is such a huge because it's not just like you guys will share your story, but for a lot of people, it's it might not be to that extent, but so many people run into this where you had this faith and when life was going good and these little interruptions of things or big interruptions are huge. Um, they're just monumental on which way we end up going. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not always in the right direction, but it brings us back. And so I think it's good for our audience and the people that are, that are watching and listening to kind of go with you guys as much as you want to share through that, not only what the tragedy was, but I mean, just being honest, like this is how it affected my faith. Cause that, I mean, that's that, those things for me were very much like, yeah, I mean, this doesn't make sense. These, you know, mm-hmm. being able to process kind of what your thought process was that led to it. And then how you guys are where you are today, because I mean, you're saying today the tragedy has brought things closer together and it's brought faith, but a lot of times that's not always the case, you know, mm-hmm. on, so maybe how you guys got there. So as much as you want to share about, go ahead. <laughs> um, so why don't you tell like how it happened? Okay. Cause I have trouble with that. Yeah. That's funny. <clears throat> well, Rebecca was 23 years old and like Sarah said, she was our middle child and she just got married in August, and so she was married for about eight or nine months. Because this was May. And it was raining uh, quite a bit, and we weren't able to plant, and she had a mowing accident, rolled a mower down into an open ditch. and Because it kind of gave way from the rain. And she, we lost her. Mm. How old was she? 23. 23. Mm. She got trapped in three feet of water. Mm. So, um, life was a blur after that for about two years. Mm. Maybe three. When I was in my singing group with Jubilation, I always said, those kids that I sang with get up and give awesome testimonies. Mm. Mm. And I always said, I go to church, Mm. been to church all my life. Mm. I don't have a testimony. Mm. Well, now I feel like I do. Mm. Mm. And... To say that that's what made my faith real was probably true. Hmm. And uh, the tragedy was, mm, I don't know how to describe it, but it, it was a fog where you just put one foot in front of the other every day and you just trying to move forward. Hmm. And uh, for me, it was very tough. Mm-hmm. And uh, But that's when my faith became real. Hmm. And... Um, um, I, I just was floored by the support of our community that we got. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Um, there was a family that uh, came from Marco and uh, helped us finish our planting that spring. The best family. Mm. Showed up with a planter and a seed tender, and they planted about 700 acres of beans for us. Steve Best, Troy Wolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. they were they were amazing, and I I still remember that to this day. Yeah, forever grateful. Because it was a wet spring, and that was hard, and it was that it, it was a tough time in farming, anyways. Because you know that was during I mean, kind of like what we're going through now. Yeah. Um, except we didn't have the high interest rates, right. where you know inputs were high and prices were low, mm. and. <clears throat> 
and then that happened and it, it affected our business because like we couldn't even think mm-hmm. we were in a fog we're still trying to pull out of that yeah for to sure. be honest yeah. you know it was just a really rough time but even looking back uh before i i feel like god was preparing me at least mm-hmm. i think even us for it to come ted and i kind of went through a rough time in our marriage right before that like rough mm-hmm. and but then we ended up on the other side. I recommend everyone goes to marriage counseling mm-hmm. with a Christian counselor. I just say counseling. Count me yeah. out. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, we just had this mm-hmm. conversation the other day of like, um, so I do premarital, and I always put the word counseling, but what it actually <laughs> mm-hmm. should be is coaching because yeah, I am exactly. not a counselor, <laughs> but I think everybody should be in marriage coaching mm-hmm. that – and and counseling together. But the idea that you don't have to wait to go till it's bad. Right. Right. You know, go while it's good and continue to learn because, you know, people get leadership Mm -hmm. coaches all the time. People get, you know, uh, coaches that will help them in other areas of their life financially. But isn't it Mm -hmm. weird? Like the most important thing in your life, we tend not to work on. Cause that's what I always said. I just had premarital (laughs) counseling last night. I said, I know you're going to think this sounds weird, but I said, the majority of people that go into a marriage with no plan to grow it, right? Mm-hmm. Like we go into a business, you have a business plan. You go in and you have a financial plan. You have, and you, every year you work on that plan. But most of the time, most marriages don't have a plan on how they're going to work on growing their love for one yeah. another. So One thing mm-hmm. that was huge for us too to get us through this time in our life, we had two couples that came around us. And they were there with us every Monday after Becca's, um, see, and this is what God does. Like, like if he's having, he's been so good. I mean, we went through all that tough, we worked strong as a couple and then that happens. And, uh, my friend, She's been my best friend since seventh grade, Rachel mm-hmm. Smith, mm-hmm. which you all know and love cause she sings, mm-hmm. but, um, she even like that year we had she had got me for Christmas uh, a women's version of reading through the Bible in a year, mm-hmm. and um, that was very instrumental I think in just even being in the Word every day. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole story about that with Becca um, of where God took me and like literally spoke to me for one of the first times in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think He was prepping mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. But when Ted is weak, I usually tend to be strong, and mm-hmm. when I'm weak. Ted is strong. Mm. I mean, like, just like right now, he's, Mm -hmm. you know, I just think God does that for us. And I think that's one of the things that has helped us get through it. Yeah. And so the prepping Mm -hmm. part, so you're saying like you guys were working on yourselves, your life, our marriage, our spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I got a jerk to not in your, our tail with our marriage. And, you know, I, I think it's sometimes, um, you know, just when you think you have it all figured out, you realize you don't. So I'll never forget, Ted and I were asked to MC at our church uh, Valentine's program night mm-hmm. or whatever. And, you know, date night, date night all the and old couple, you know, older couples, youthful couples, everyone. And it was it was big. Yeah. It was, you know, and and, you know, you think maybe some of the reason you were chosen was because they think you have a good marriage, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then I, th- it wasn't long after that, that mm-hmm. I, I just feel like the devil's like, Hmm, yeah. 
how, what can I do, you know, mm-hmm. just because we thought we had it. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize how you need to protect your marriage. And Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting, Ted, when you talk about, you know, people coming to help. I think it's the mm-hmm. one missing link that people don't see about Christian community. You know, sometimes we think Christian community is you get together and you do a Bible study and you yeah. learn more about the Bible and you do all which is fine. Sure. But honestly, the most impactful pieces of all of my life have not been in a study mm-hmm. with a big revelation of something that I learned more about Scripture. It's been about a friend and a brother in Christ that you don't even know how much Mm-hmm. That means until you need them. Mm-hmm. And then when those people show up, I don't I don't even know what to say. It does something to my heart. There are those moments in my life I have never forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never, never forgotten forget. when somebody shows up because of community that was built. That's why I think people miss. Like you gotta be in community and it's not even just about learning more about the Bible, right? Or being in a small group. It's so much about having those people in your life because all of our time is coming whether we can either be that for somebody mm-hmm. you know or we need that from somebody that's in that community so, so i would say in in this time when becca passed that's when my faith turned on mm. i always had it in the background but i mm-hmm. never really needed it yeah mm-hmm. but now or never relied on it with every breath it's ready mm-hmm. right and I remember standing around, you know, grandmas, grandpas, aunts, uncles, grandkids, everybody standing around the family. And we prayed before we started the funeral, and I just cried out to God. Mm. Yeah. And that's when it turned on. Because mm. I, I needed it. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about what was that? Like, how was your mind when it comes to... So anybody when, <laughs> you know, they... Something happens in life, whether it's losing somebody or life gets turned upside down. Like, why me? Yeah. What did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. Why me? Yeah. See, I'm going to go more positive. Okay. I remember things like, like even when we went to the accident site, like, oh, the birds, the birds are singing. Mm-hmm. And it was dusk and it was a beautiful sunset. And I'm just like, I don't know what to feel. I don't know what to think. But mm. that's what, like, mm-hmm. my mind went to. Mm-hmm. I think it was God, like, you know, I, I felt mm-hmm. him there in that moment. Mm-hmm. So, um, and just and just keeping that. I mean, I just, there for a long time. And I'll never forget even going home. My sister mm-hmm. drove me home. And um, she said she'll never forget. It was just kind of odd because I was almost joyful. Mm in the car ish because I just looked at Jody and I was like, you know, Rebecca, Rebecca like met Jesus, mm. you know, today. And like, I was like happy mm. for her. The, mm. the worst day of my life was literally the best of hers. Mm. What was cool as a dad, I got to baptize all three of my kids. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was cool. Yeah. So, you know, that makes faith real too. Right. Because we know where she's at. We know mm-hmm. her name was written in the book of life. Right. Just like all of ours. Right. Her whole, so. her whole mission was going to be um, helping others. She graduated. Well, I don't even know what her degree is, but she was a caseworker mm-hmm. for Paddock View 
Oh, it was really? like a horse therapy place in Marion. Oh, wow. But she was in grad school, had started grad school at, what's the place in Marion? <laughs> uh, school in uh, Indiana Wesleyan. Indiana yeah. Wesleyan. Right. And was um, in grad school for addictions counseling because mm-hmm. she wanted to help other people the way she had been helped mm-hmm. through counseling. And um, she was on fire, mm-hmm. you know. She, she the just things was. we found were amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bible verses written on a sticky note or right. mm-hmm. notes here and there or just whatever. And right. then even just um, in the posts that she had made on Facebook, you know, she just wise beyond mm-hmm. her years, I think, mm-hmm. just because of what she went through, mm-hmm. you know, um, just, yeah. And, you know, and it's just not us going through it. It's our family. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. our kids. It's our grandkids. And you're never through it. No. That's when I, when, you know, when you talk about like when uh, child loss and grief, I don't know that you're ever through it. Mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. kind of, it just kind of morphs into mm-hmm. something different as time goes by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this might be hard to do, but what I like to try to do, because I think that everything is like God, God specifically sets stuff up for other people, you know? And so you guys being on here today, I know that there's going to be people watching and I know that there are people going to be listening that have lost a child that had, that are in this stage of, I can't get out of the pit. Like mm-hmm. I can't get out of the fog. Like I can't, I can't, like I have days that I get up out of it and I have days <laughs> that I get back in of it. So is there anything that you guys can give advice to those who are, struggling of how to continue because I think you're right like it does activate faith but at the same time where there's some practical things that like Mm -hmm. these are some things that I did these are some things that I continue to do these are some Mm -hmm. things that are really important you know or were really important for us as we work through it because the other piece of it is is that um, sometimes a loss of a child can have a detrimental effect on a marriage you know, and so we're a rarity. I mean, over fifty percent of the couples get a divorce. Right. I don't right. know that, but see, I feel like God pre- prepared us by going through mm-hmm. that horrible time in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I right. I do. Right. I'm just amazed though, because that's the thing is, is that child tragedies tend to cause. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really hard to get up mm-hmm. out of that. So whether it's, you know, you guys were prepared, but were there other things that maybe you guys did individually as as you. We're working through that or things that you guys did together to help you uh, along in your journey that you could help other people could hear. I just made it that. So I swear God did this. Had it all planned from the start. Brody, our oldest grandson, um, his birthday is May 12th. Rebecca passed away in the evening of May 11th. Mm. Mm. The next day was Brody's birthday. And I not, and so I had to get up, mm. you know, you have to get mm. up, you know, I had to be there for Brody mm. and we, you know, mm. be positive and I just had to get up, mm. you know, and then, then I thought about that <clears throat> and I was like, you know, I just have to get up mm. every day, just, just get out of bed mm. and then, and then get in the Bible, just read. I mm. didn't know what to read. So I just kept reading what, what, um, Rachel had given me, mm. you know, reading mm. through, the Bible every day, and it was probably about three or four months down the road. I, I, one night just told Ted, I don't think tomorrow I am going to get up. Mm-hmm. I was just hit a low spot, and uh, 
just told him, I just don't think I'm going to get up tomorrow. I don't know what you're going to do. And I didn't care. Mm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, right. I was almost to a place where just put me someplace and all mm-hmm. watch TV and they can give me medicine and I can play bingo. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a funny way to put it. But yeah. I was just, I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, so I went to bed that night mm-hmm. and I knew he was worried, but I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cause he's going through it too. Yeah, that's, you know, sure. grief can become selfish sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I went to bed that night and, um, that Bible Rachel had given me was laying right there on the bedstand. And literally, I heard this audible voice say, read. I was so mad, I couldn't even pray. And so I read, and I was like, whatever. It didn't even apply to, it was basically David and all of his toils and turmoil. Mm. And, you know, they were ousting him, and he was hiding Mm. in caves Mm. and whatever. (laughs) And I, so, you know, and I pretty much said Mm. that to God. Mm. I I all but cussed him out, literally, like, Mm -hmm. great, read. Mm. That came to Mm. me again. So I read another day. And then I was still like, <laughs> read. So I read one more day, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it was. I hate poetry. Mm. <laughs> I'm just going to start out by telling yeah. y'all I hate poetry, but it was Second Samuel mm-hmm. uh, 22.2, and it, it starts in, it's basically David writes is writing a poem about all of his woes and what he's been going through. But 2 Samuel 22, 2 is the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, mm-hmm. you know? And that just struck me mm-hmm. just because I just imagined mm-hmm. him being my rock and my, he's protecting me, mm-hmm. you know, and he's going to deliver me mm-hmm. from this. And, and then just the rest of the um, poem or whatever, mm-hmm. the verses were beautiful. Um, and literally, I recommitted my, cri- my, my life mm. to Christ right then and there wow. and got up the next day. And, of course, he was glad to see me up. But um, a couple weeks, oh, I got back up. Rebecca was born on 2-22 of 92. And she, mm. none of my other kids had a favorite number, but she was obsessed with twos. Mm. Twos were always mm. meant for her. Twos <laughs> were an omen. <laughs> twos were a sign. If we went to a horse show, if it had a two in it, buddy, she's going to yeah. be good. Yeah, she's going to be winning. <laughs> and if it doesn't, I don't know, you know. But anyways, and you know, when she turned 22, it was her golden birthday. Yeah. I literally had never known what a golden birthday was until <laughs> she turned 22 and made I such a big deal about it. Either. She <laughs> turned 22 on the 22nd, 22nd and I was yeah. like, oh boy. Wow. Yeah. When you turned 22 on the 22nd, that was your golden birthday, but that was a long time ago, so (laughs) you missed it. way long time ago. (laughs) But anyway, so, but when I first had come to that point Mm. in reading the Bible that, you know, took me three days, I must have been three days behind, Mm. but um, I, I didn't pay attention to what the verse was or anything like that, and literally, like, week, 10 days down the road, I started going down that road again. I was like, oh, I got to go back and read that, mm-hmm. you know? So I went back and read it. Um, that was fine. Then I hit me again another f- mm-hmm. few days down the road. I went back and read it again. I'm like, you know, what is that? Mm-hmm. So I can look that up. Yeah. And when I, like, I need to pay attention to what that is. And it when it was Second Samuel mm-hmm. 22 two. I, I, I just all but, like, fell on the floor. Wow. Right. The goodness of God to, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just felt like he was telling me like he had Becca yeah. and mm-hmm. and just even in his, you know, if he knows everything, which we say he does, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. before I was even born, that yeah. he was going to bless me with that sign Amazing. and that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But and we get tons of 22s today. Yeah. To this day, <laughs> we get tons of and it's always 
during family things or good things, pivotal things, Mm -hmm. even financial things. Um, I've always said in grief mm -hmm. for people, the confirmation that God is still there. Yes. Because, I mean, I know that we say he is, but then when we get the gift of, I got you, I mean, those things are... Yeah. I just can't believe he loved me that yeah, much, honestly, right. you know. But that's why I would say is just get up every day and read Good. the Bible. To emphasize that you said what God is still there. Mm. When hers was Second Samuel 2, 22. 22-2. 22-2, sorry. <laughs> mine became Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. And I'm going to not get all the words correctly here, but I'm going to get close. Yeah. Um, Though there are no sheep in the pens, no cattle in the stalls, no grapes on the vine, no figs in a tree, yet I will rejoice in the God, my mm. Lord, and my Savior. Mm. Now, my counselor taught me that, mm. and that was huge. And, I, and if I have any advice for anybody is, is find a counselor. Mm. And a Christian counselor would be great. Mm. And um, surround yourself with great Christian friends. Mm. And just to look up. I mean, mm. I just think that's what God was teaching me that night, too, is just look up. Be, try to think of the positive and your other family and your, don't, you know, because you right. can get selfish mm-hmm. in your grief. No. You no. know, and I hate to say that, but you can. Yes, for sure. And one thing mm-hmm. I've learned too, I wasn't good with grace, giving grace to other people because mm-hmm. when somebody lost a loved one before Rebecca died, you know, it's been, you know, I would go up and say, Oh my gosh, it's been two months. You know, come on, get through it. You wouldn't mm. say that to them. No, but you would think that. <laughs> yeah, no, right, right. No, oh, come on, it's been six weeks. You're okay now. Right, right. No, that doesn't work. Right. That's, that's not the case. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. they're always here. Right. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's always that significance of, yeah, it's something still there. And getting over it, I mean, I'm, what's that even really mean? No. So Charlie, my counselor, always taught me, he said, point to your heart. This is your heart. Hmm. Yeah. And you always start the session. Where's your heart? Yeah. This is my heart. <laughs> because your thoughts control your emotions and your, yeah. I don't know. It's hard. It's a, it's a journey. And we still have bad days. Yeah. You yeah. know, her birthday's coming up. That'll be tough. Mm-hmm. It always is. You know, it'll be her 10th birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, not here. You do something kind of cool, don't you, on her birthday, like Rebecca's act of kindness or something day or something? Yeah. You do that on her birthday? Beck's blessings. Yes. Her birthday yeah. and even the day that she died, we kind of, oh, okay. you know, small random acts of kindness. Uh, mm-hmm. When we had a platform through Board and Brush, you know, mm-hmm. we kind of went really public with that, you know, encouraging people to do random acts of kindness and, and it and it really blew up there for, and there are times I still think we should take it further, but, you know, time just gets away from you. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we should, like make that a ministry, like a, you know, a 501c type thing mm-hmm. and not for profit and like do things and like really bless somebody, like mm-hmm. people that really need it through mm-hmm. Beck's blessings. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Mike, maybe that's, <laughs> 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 we just have, we just have never yeah. taken yeah. the time to, yeah, cause we're just busy and we should take the time mm-hmm. to do something. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. what you guys said too, is that one of the things we need to remember, and both of you have inferred this, is, is that we have to take captive those thoughts mm-hmm. in our mind mm-hmm. that are driving us into places that we shouldn't be. And that's know? just the devil. He just wants oh. to get, and you know, when you're grieving, mm-hmm. boy, mm-hmm. he is like probably jumping up and down. Yeah. Yeah. And I think 
for me personally, like that always made sense when you read the scripture mm-hmm. verse says, take captives your thoughts and put mm-hmm. them next to truth, essentially, you know, and that's like, oh yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense until it really, you really need to do it. Like I hear this and I have to find a truth that can offset it, you know, because I think that's a, that's a challenge, whether it's grief or struggle or any of those things. It's like, it's not only just like, I know this is a lie, but what is the truth, you know, and figuring that out. And you've been a great mentor to me just to watch you go through it. Mm. I am amazed (laughs) at how you went through Mm. it. And it's just so what a blessing to to us. Mm. And um, one of the big things that you've taught me is, as I've, I've always said, I want use my faith. I want to go see Becca someday. Mm. And you taught me that, no, you need to go see Jesus someday, mm. which will lead you to Rebecca. So you need to be more excited about mm-hmm. seeing Jesus. And that's really taught me a lot. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep that in mind. Yeah. 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 That, so. that was an eye-opening thing for me when I was like, oh, no. Mm. You know, when you lose somebody you're that close to, you're thinking, oh, crap, is that... That is that who I really mm-hmm. want to see? But yeah, yeah re- being reminded of the, of those things. Yeah. So, well, again, mm-hmm. from from our perspective, you know, Life Church is thankful that you know. I know I, it could have been easy to go from the you know Markle and come here, but for the time that we've had you guys and you know the well, what brought us here was was, was the funeral director told us. We had Rebecca's viewing in the sanctuary of the church. Because mm. we knew it was going to be big. Yeah. They knew it was going to be big. And, and so, and he told us before it even started, one of the concerns is, is this like, is going to be I rough hate. for you to come here to go to church. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And it was horrible for her. It was hard for me too. Yeah, for sure. But it was horrible for her. Yeah. And I got to the point where I was just going to Sunday school and leaving. Yeah. And coming home. And I, she finally said, what are we going to do? And I said, I don't know, but I just want to go to church with my wife. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so and that's, that's what led us here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're thankful because, I mean, we love you guys. We loved the people at Markle, and we still, we still do. do. Yeah, and, that's what I mean. You I know, mean I, they were there for us and surrounded us, oh but my. it's just, it just honestly was sim- as simply as that. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, we're thankful mm-hmm. that we are able to be in relationship with you mm-hmm. for this season of life and being able to uh, glean, learn, be together, do life together. I mean, it's been a, a great blessing for do us. Do life and, together. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that's been good for us. So yeah. yeah. Thanks for taking time and coming on. And again, remember when this comes out. So if you haven't, you guys are first service people. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. if you haven't had a chance, come up and say hi, uh, on the first <laughs> service and, and get to know them. Great couple, great, uh, people that you can get involved with and get to know if you're seeing it on mm-hmm. facebook when it comes out make sure you like share or comment so we can get it into this story into other people's feeds um and so other people can learn from you guys' journey mm-hmm. and the powerful story and testimony that you guys had mm-hmm. so thanks everybody for joining us and we'll see you guys next week bye